You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 3, powered by supporting partners One Day, Propel Insurance, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. BTG Voice is a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. Learn more at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge the Gap podcast on a very special episode for a conference spotlight. We've got the one and only Brian Drutka. He is the president of Nick, and welcome to the show. Excellent, and thank you so much for having me, Lucas. Well, this is exciting. So, you know, Josh and I have been longtime Nick attenders. Uh, you know, I have the privilege of serving on the Future Leaders Council, and um, it's 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 one of our favorite conferences to attend every single year because you know, the people that we get to meet and our friends and interact with and the content is just, it's, it's, it's top notch and you guys do an incredible job. And so now we're in a different world, right, Brian? We're in the world of virtual and a lot of people have questions about what is that going to look like? How do we go through with virtual conferences? What can we expect? And so this is a great opportunity to shed some light and bring attention to exactly what Nick plans for, for the fall conference. So Brian, I'll pass it off to you. Excellent. And again, thanks for having me and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, certainly I, I hear you loud and clear, right? As we move in or as we continue in this virtual world, what does a, a gathering like NIC, like, like the Nick, look like in the virtual world? And so it's something that we spent a lot of time, energy and effort, of course, uh, trying to figure out what are the tools and activities uh, that our attendees really require uh, to help achieve their business objectives. And so we started off by asking the question of our attendees, uh, what is it that you try to, you know, what are their main objectives out of the conference? And A number one, above everything, heads and shoulders above everything was, we want to kind of maintain and build new relationships and connections. That's our, our number one objective. Uh, it's the efficiency of having everyone there at the same time to go ahead and have those conversations uh, and get and really get a good sense as to with whom should I be partnering or are there new partners out there? Uh, the second big objective is to is to get a pulse on the state of the industry. And in a time of rapid change like this, it is more important than ever to get together to have these conversations so that at the end of the NIC, you have a sense as to where things are and, and what the what the foreseeable future at least looks like. Um, and then the third big component, of course, is education. Uh, we have, you know, fantastic volunteer leaders that spend a significant amount of time uh, really curating, I think, some of the best educational content out there. So as we uh, kind of figured those were the objectives, we then took a step back and said, well, how do we achieve this in a virtual world? And what was immediately obvious is you can't just take, right, two and a half days of an in-person conference and translate that into a, a virtual world. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, one of the pieces that was uh, most immediately obvious was that even from a timing perspective, um, you can't have you know sessions that start sometime around eight eight in the morning or so that go till about five in the afternoon because of the time zone difference and people are going to be in different time zones. Uh, and so immediately we said, well, we're going to have to kind of split this up. And uh, what we've done is we've uh, we've really divided the conference itself into an educational week. Uh, where we'll have, uh, you know, 40 plus educational sessions, plus Nick Talks, plus main stage sessions uh, from about noon Eastern till about five or six in the evening. Uh, and so when we go to five or six, there'll be some kind of networking event or a virtual happy hour in the evening. Uh, and then we have a, a connections week, uh, which will be the, the uh, 13th to the 15th of October. Uh, and that connections week is going to provide 
uh, the opportunity to get together uh, and really learn from others as well as meet others. And I'll go into you know, kind of some additional detail in a bit. Um, and so that's kind of the conference. But then we said, you know what, this is really more of a, to help achieve those objectives, we need to really think of this more of a, a fall experience. Uh, so it's not just the conference itself, it's also the ability to connect outside of the conference. Because in this virtual world, again, even trying to connect during a conference is sometimes challenging uh, because life gets in the way of virtual conferences, uh, even more so than if you physically go and travel to a place and you've invested in the airfare, the hotel, the lodging, and everything that goes with that. Um, if you're physically there, you're not going to miss out on something because that time's um, uh, really going by. However, in the virtual world, uh, it's a lot. Of, sometimes it's actually harder to block that time off. And so we said, let's turn this into the fall experience and combine the conference itself uh, with a new tool that we've developed called the Nick Community Connector. Uh, and the Nick Community Connector, think of it as uh, you know, kind of a uh, a directory of everyone that's active. Uh, all the Nick constituents that are active in the seniors housing and care space. Uh, and imagine the variables upon which you want to uh, understand whether or not someone's interested in a product or service. Um, imagine knowing the answer to that before you even go up and talk to someone. Hmm. Uh, and so at a t traditional, you know, in-person conference at a Nick conference, you may walk around and say, you know what, I'm interested in having a discussion with an operator uh, around my products or services. Uh, and so what we've done in this tool is as someone signs up for the tool, we ask for their profile. And part of that profile is I'm an operator. I have uh, five properties. Um, they're assisted living properties in these two states. Um, I'm interested in these sources of capital and these services. And then on the flip side, we'll ask the same questions of capital providers. So I'm a debt provider. I offer this type of debt in this, these regions for these types of uh, communities, or I'm a service provider and provide these services. If there's a match between those two, there's an opportunity for the two to go ahead and message one another on the platform. So it's the most efficient way possible to find that person you're looking to do business with uh, and really connect people in a world where you may not be in the same place at the same time. So arguably from that perspective, it's more efficient than an in-person meeting uh, down the hall. And you really, you may know the person's an operator, but that operator may not be interested, right, in, in the services you're providing. This is going to allow you to very quickly go ahead and and narrow down that list and say, yeah, these are the five, six, 10 dozen people, whatever that list is. And as more people join this platform, the, the Nick Community Connector, the more people will be able to participate in that network effect and connect with others uh, and establish the right relationships for, you know, for, for doing business. Uh, and so that's the fall experience. And so anyone that signs up for the, uh, the event that will also get complimentary access to the Nick Community Connector through the end of the year to connect 24 seven, 365, right? Any day you can go on there and look to see which new people have, uh, have joined. And like any platform, you know, additional features will be added over time as we build out the platform itself, whether it's a communications mechanism, uh, additional messaging features, so on and so forth. Now, back to the event itself. Uh, what I mentioned is, uh, you know, we do of course have the educational sessions um, one of the pieces that we realized early on is you can't, in the in-person world, you can have a, a 60 minute or a 75 minute in-person session. In a virtual world, you'll be lucky to keep someone's attention, right, for 60 minutes. Uh, you're gonna have to do uh, a lot of singing and dancing, right, to, to make that happen. And so uh, we immediately said, well, you know, we have to cut this down to about 30 to 45 minutes. In some cases, we will have hour sessions. Uh, to um, uh, if the topic warrants, um, but typically 30 to 45 minutes. 
uh, and a lot more focused. So in an in-person session, you could have 60 to 75 minutes talk about the impact of uh, different uh, and changes in the, the lending landscape for seniors housing and skilled nursing. Uh, but in a virtual world, in a shorter session, it will likely be one for seniors housing and a separate one for skilled nursing uh, instead of covering both nuances within one session. Uh, and so we've increased the number of sessions, made them shorter to keep the attention of, the, of those that are attending. The other interesting thing is going back to, you know, kind of the in-person versus a virtual Nick. In the in-person Nick, um, you're used to running into people in the halls and we should still have some of those opportunities in a virtual world. So the virtual platform that we'll have, um, you'll actually be able to, when you log in and you're navigating your way to your educational session, if you're interested, or you're navigating to our partner spotlight zone because you want to have a conversation with one of our partners, you'll be able to see everyone that's part that's on the platform at that time. And you can actually get the list of everyone that's on the platform and you can message them right then and there and say, Hey, Lucas, great to air quotes. See you. Uh, you know, would love to catch up. Uh, after this, you know, and you could chat with them in the session, you know, after this session, why don't you give me a call? Here's my phone number. Uh, and you can give them a ring right then and there, or let's catch up, you know, later, later this week or whatever that time period is, but recognizing again, that in a virtual world, that uh, ability to run into one another, that uh, I ran into in the hallway, you know, that's, that's going to be a, a similar experience uh, in the virtual world. And so on, and you'll be able to see people on the platform as well as people within a a, I was going to say a physical space, but in a virtual space sure. so in a, a particular meeting area. It's so interesting to hear that. It it answers a lot of questions for me. And Josh, you know, for you to be a developer and operator, what what kind of questions did, did, did come to mind for you? Well, I'll tell you what, Brian, you answered a ton of my questions because the number one question in my mind really encompassed all of what you just talked about. But how do we possibly get the Nick experience in a virtual conference. And that's, that's the real thing, which you may not know, Brian, I don't know if we've told you this story, but just to give you a, a kind of a, a full circle for me that I'm having right now in my mind while we're talking, Lucas and I, about three years ago, standing in the hotel lobby in Chicago at the Nick conference, literally uh, among a lot of thought leaders, we love going to that conference and we said to ourselves, how in the world do we ever possibly take all of this thought leadership and connect it to a wider audience in a more convenient way? And because more people need to experience this and because of maybe travel circumstance or whatever reason, they couldn't make it. And we actually formed bridge the gap about three years ago. Now, three years later, who would have thought we're talking about a virtual conference on the bridge the gap platform with Brian. So I, I'm having this full circle moment right here, but that experience, you're exactly right. I love how you touched on each one of it. And I'm also, one of the things I didn't realize, um, even after we, me and Lucas have talked with your team a couple of times about the event, I didn't realize the value proposition of being able to connect with people long after the conference is over um, for through the fall experience, as I, I believe you referred to it. So I think that's brilliant. And I think in these virtual platforms, as we're all learning this year, um, you know, the, the big thing that we feel like we have been missing is that experience. So I want to 
first of all, say thank you, thank you, thank you for taking uh, attention to that level of detail to try to every aspect of the conference experience to make sure virtually that can be experienced. So kudos to you guys. No, I, I mean, thank you. And, and certainly, um, one, you know, it's our first time uh, and we are, you know, believe me, we've been working hard uh, and we are trying to make the best, uh, you know, kind of attendee or participant experience possible. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very hopeful to do that. Uh, I, you know, I, I will not, unfortunately, I will not be surprised if there will be some glitches. Uh, and, you know, particularly in a world where, you know, you make decisions around whether or not uh, content will be fully live or, you know, should we pre-record. So, for example, Nick Talks, right, those will be fantastic content we'll be able to produce. We have the CEO of ARP, Joanne Jenkins, participating. Uh, you know, thrilled to have her, uh, as well as uh, Krista Drobak. She's executive director of the Alliance for Connected Care. Uh, and several other fantastic speakers, all answering the question: you know, How will COVID nineteen impact the future of aging and aging services? Uh, and those are typically you know, twelve minute uh, speeches in TED Talk style uh, speeches. Uh, and I think you know, those will be particularly insightful in this um, day and age. But you know, as we make a lot of these decisions in producing this overall experience, uh, it's you know it's our first time. It's intimidating, uh, but as you know, even as we look at the Nick Community Connector as part of the broad uh, fall experience. Um, you know, crisis breeds innovation, and uh, and I do think the Nick Community Connector uh, will become more powerful as the number of participants grows over time. You know, imagine a world where there are six thousand people that are active right now in the space, looking to connect with others uh, and have a vibrant online community. Uh, one of the other powerful pieces about the tool itself, though, is you have the ability of saying contact me for these products and services. But if you're not interested in these products and services, please don't contact me, right? Because what you don't want is you don't have that spam experience. Um, and you know that, that's the equivalent of walking down the hall in a, at a conference, right? And you're trying to get to someone or a meeting and being polite and having conversations with many people in between point A and point B. Uh, this is a much more efficient way of, uh, of kind of accomplishing that objective. And so we would see a time when you're able to do that. And one of the other features we're actually developing for uh, for the um, the Nick Community Connector is um, whether or not you're familiar with dating apps, we'll just say, you know, there are dating apps out there that allow you to swipe right and swipe left as to whether or not you're willing to have a conversation. So we're actually developing one uh, for the platform where you can say, hey, am I willing to have a conversation with this person? Yes or no. And if both people say yes, the second person to say yes, will have the opportunity of reaching out and say, hey, you know, looks like we're both interested in having a conversation. Let's set up a time to chat. Uh, and so that's a, the opportunity to really say, gosh, you know, we're both interested in, in, uh, in having a, uh, you know, in, in the products or services you know, that you're offering and or that I'm interested in. And if you think of, you know, advertising and marketing overall, right, it's not really advertising or, mar I mean, advertising, if you will, if it's a product or service you're interested in at that time, then it's a benefit, right? It's like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm interested in knowing about that. I, that's exactly what I, I want to learn about. So tell me more. Exactly. You know, uh, it, it's funny. I, you know, it was over 10 years ago. I met my wife on eHarmony back when it was weird yeah. to do that. And, you know, there's a funny saying uh, that's very, it goes around at Nick that it feels like it's speed dating, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's something right. that, that's commonly mentioned at, at Nick. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. That should be fun. Um, and, and then also, it sounds like it's going to be very beneficial for a lot of the decision makers to 
kind of streamline their experience and connect with the people that they want to connect with um, in a way that that makes sense virtually. And what a great opportunity too, as you mentioned these challenges, you you know the the NIC organization is taking them on and, and addressing them and saying how can we um, make this valuable for the virtual attendees. Um, you know, one of the other things that commonly comes up at the end of the conference is, gosh, Nick puts on the best uh, Nick talks. There's the best content in the industry. And I was so booked up on meetings that I didn't get to attend the ones that I wanted to attend. What a great opportunity here for people as you space this out into more of an experience that they're going to actually get to attend some of this amazing content that you guys produce because they'll be able to designate those time periods to do so. What a great opportunity. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, in this virtual world, uh, you know, since mid-March or so when most folks have uh, been in, a, in some kind of, uh, you know, lockdown or stay at home, if you will. Um, you know, certainly the the ability to deliver content uh, at a time, you know, kind of on-demand content, you know, whether it's Netflix or in this case, Nick Talks or educational content uh, is almost an expectation, right? And so all of the educational, you know, content will really be available subsequently uh, for uh, for consumption for anyone that registers to the conference, uh, which is the ability to go ahead and consume that content. And that's why in many instances, we are seeing people say, you know what, I would normally send five people my C-suite, uh, but... At the uh, at kind of the investment, which is substantially lower than an in-person conference um, this year, uh, you know we're going to send a much broader audience because there's the opportunity to have some of our uh, younger staff uh, consume some of the educational content. Uh, there's a, an opportunity for networking, uh, and so you know I, I think that's uh, that's exciting to to see. Um, well, so that that brings to mind something that's really interesting because um, I've had some talks with a lot of the people that are in the business, and you know when people are not in offices right now, they miss out on a lot of the dialogue that typically transpires from people being in the office, hearing things that take place particularly young analysts, junior level employees or entry level type positions in you know private equity firms, REITs, banks, et cetera, they're really missing out on all of that extra camaraderie, learning the language, hearing people talk on the phone and putting deals together. You know, there's a lot of organic conversations that take place that they kind of miss out on. What a great opportunity. You know, those typical junior level people, oftentimes they're not going to be able to attend the NIC. You know, like you said, it's going to be C-suites and probably some high-level executives. What a great opportunity for them to participate, get to kind of hear the industry speak. And like you said, you know, this is one of the, I love the phrase that you guys are using, an essential virtual conference. Um, you know, we're all wanting to know what the future looks like. And what a great way to finish off the year and kind of go into Q4 with some of the best industry speakers on the best topics that are transpiring now as we're, you know, in the COVID pandemic and we've learned so much from it. Now it's a time for us all to come together and talk and learn. No, it really is. Uh, you know, there is uh, in a time of rapid change like this, I think I had uh, one of um, one of our, our board members you know, made the observation, if you will, that, uh, a day seems like a week, a week seems like a month, and a month seems like a year, right? So when we think back to the spring conference, I mean, it does seem like, you know, a couple of years ago, that was uh, that was March. So it's uh, it's been uh, this incredible time. And so there is an opportunity, certain to learn from one another. And so, 
And this actually is uh, the other point as it pertains to Connections Week, you know, kind of the, the second week of the conference, again, the subset of the broader fall experience. Uh, you know, we're looking to have people learn from one another via peer-to-peer -peer connections. And so if you're familiar with the Zoom breakout functionality, uh, where you have, let's say the topic will be something like, you know, uh, trends in uh, underwriting. And um, we would have, um, you know, let's say 50, 100, 150, 200 people that would attend the main session. Uh, we'd kick it off with, uh, let's say, a 10-minute introduction with Beth Mace, our chief economist. And then uh, the attendees, the 100 or so attendees would be bro automatically broken into groups of six to eight people. And it would be given a prompt to say, you know, what's the number one thing um, that's going to uh, change underwriting trends? And uh, then everyone will be broken into those rooms for about, you know, let's say eight minutes or so and be asked to introduce yourself and, you know, mention your one thing and that you go around your virtual room. Uh, and then automatically you'll see something pop up and there's a little timer up there that says how much time is left in your little session. Uh, and then you're pushed back to the main room. And so everyone comes back to the main room. The uh, facilitator, the moderator will call on one or two groups to see what their lear lessons learned were. And then you'll break into another group of six to eight people. And it's an opportunity to meet another, right, half a dozen or so people. Uh, and so by the end of that one hour, you will not only have learned about the topic through what you've heard from others, you'll also have met, let's say, a dozen people or so. Uh, and you can follow up with them subsequently, whether it's, you know, uh, via the uh, Nick Community Connector. So that's a, another means of facilitating those conversations. And we will look for opportunities to also have people self-select uh, to say, hey, this may be something more for the C-suite conversation. Uh, this may be one for more junior uh, participants uh, so that we have those groupings. And here's one for everyone to participate in, uh, to have those conversations. And then of course, we're also bringing back brain dates, uh, which you might be familiar with from the spring conference or early in the, uh, in the pandemic. Uh, and it's a platform where it's user-generated topics. Uh, and so you can generate your own topic. And uh, that topic might be something like, you know, uh, what are the lessons learned for, uh, you know, for, for testing in a, uh, in a small community? And, and uh, you know, I want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation or I can have a group of five and we will provide you with kind of the platform to have that conversation. Uh, but again, you can meet other people, learn from one another. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think it is about, you know, learning and, uh, and connections. Uh, which is a lot of, again, those relationships and building those connections we've heard over and over again is an important piece of the Nick experience. Yeah, well said, well said. Well, there's, it sounds like there's really a lot to look forward to. I think this answered a lot of my questions. Josh, same for you? Absolutely, same for me. And uh, to be honest with you, so I was really let down that when, you know, when I heard that Nick was go going to also be virtual because that's kind of like the highlight of, I think, a lot of people's year. But you have renewed my excitement, answered a ton of questions. And I'll tell you, the only thing I have anxiety about right now, Lucas, is that little swipe feature that he was talking about. I, I'm sensing I may have some rejection anxiety of, of like people not wanting to talk to me. So, <laughs> but no, it's super exciting. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's always been a conference that I have told everyone that is coming into the business, whether they're a developer, new new operator, if you're going to pick one show, one conference that you've got to attend, mm -hmm. um, you've got to go to Nick. And um, so it, it's really exciting that you guys are putting this level of attention to it. I know we're going to all learn a lot together. I'm so thankful our listeners are getting to hear straight from Brian exactly what uh, this experience is going to be like and the value that we'll keep on giving through the fall. So I'm excited about it. 
Well, I mean, again, th- thank you for the for the opportunity. Uh, we're certainly very excited about it as well as well. Uh, you know, and again, going back to the the mantra, if you will, uh, you know, crisis certainly breeds innovation. Uh, we are uh, we're, we're trying to again provide the tools and the activities that help our constituents achieve their business objectives. They want to connect with others. They want to learn from others. Uh, and we're trying to provide that efficient platform to allow people to do that uh, to get business done. Well said. Well said. Well, Josh and I and Sarah, our producer, we're going to be excited to attend and follow along and go to the different events that you guys have and be a part of the experience. And uh, you know, Nick is something to what Josh said. We we don't miss Nick, and so we're not going to miss this one. Um, yeah, well, it's very exciting, Brian, thanks for spending time with us to answer these questions. Uh, I know that our audience members are going to want to learn kind of how to connect. Um, I know nick.org is, uh, is the website. It's a great place to connect. Um, but registration is currently open, correct? That's right. Uh, registration is open. If you go to nick.org, you'll see the banner ad right there to go ahead and register. Uh, and then once you register, you'll receive an invitation to sign up for the Nick community connector. Uh, and we're excited to see folks in there because, uh, you know, that is that will be, we think, something that survives uh, even the pandemic. And uh, hopefully years from now, we'll all look back and say, gosh, that's the, really the directory of people that are active in this space. I love it. More engagement, more content, and more connections. Thank you so much, Brian, uh, for coming on our show today and answering these questions. Thanks so much for having me. Have a wonderful day. Okay. And thanks, everybody, for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridge the Gap, the senior living podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So visit btgvoice.com for all things about the podcast. Powered by supporting partners, One Day, Propel Insurance, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity.